Welcome to our Thought Leaders Talk Business podcast, where we tap into the minds of business consultants to gain insights into strategies to help you gain a competitive advantage. Our guest today is Ryan Ripley, a lifelong manufacturing executive with a history of driving results. He has served in multiple capacities since beginning his manufacturing career as an engineering intern in 1995, until early 2020 when he founded his own firm, TMR Consulting LLC. Work in engineering, production, operations management, and innovation paved the way to Ryan's most recent executive role, Vice President of Business Transformation at the McLean Fogg Company. With roots in the Midwest and an international perspective on business, Ryan is passionate about the power and importance of the global manufacturing base. This passion is reflected in Ryan's work in lean manufacturing and innovation. An alumnus of the University of Dayton, Ryan lives with his wife and two daughters in Long Lake, Illinois. When away from the job, Ryan likes to spend his time outdoors with his family. He is an avid hockey player and an obsessed competitive water skier. Today, Ryan is going to share his insights on enterprise transformation. Ryan, thank you for joining us today. Could you please start by introducing us to TMR Consulting? Debbie, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. And of course, I'd love to talk about TMR. Uh, We focus on three areas, enterprise strategy, lean manufacturing and operations, and finally, technology deployment, which really has to do with artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is more or less uh, big data analytics. And then also this idea of Industry 4.0 or the Industrial Internet of Things, uh, which is really uh, has a lot of different meanings in my view, but it's ultimately deploying technology to enable uh, the execution of good strategy and good operational practices. And so all three of those are very interrelated. At the end of the day, we're a a small uh, and new and eager consulting firm. In the business community, we hear a lot about transformation, which you mentioned. Can you tell us how you look at transformation? Well, it's one of my favorite words, and it's been attached to my own jobs and, and titles over the years. I became familiar with the term transformation as it pertains to business roughly in 2010. And that was in a very specific context. Uh, at the time, I was working with McLean Fogg, a wonderful company, and I was challenged with architecting a lean enterprise transformation. Uh, that was pretty specific and, and a common concept in the manufacturing world at that time. Um, over the years, I've learned a lot about uh, what that is and what it isn't and how it can be successful. But uh, I think the world has sort of evolved. And now when we talk about transformation, Uh, We're talking about many different forms and many different strategic reasons uh, that businesses would choose to undergo transformation. What the successful lean companies learn, sometimes the hard way and most oftentimes over and over and over again, is that you must change the culture of the organization in order to really change the tactical and technical practices uh, of the folks within the organization. And so change agents in other industries know this too. 
as an example, we want to embrace digital technology and win the, be the benefits it brings to our business. Okay, great. That's easy to say, but you have to have a team of people who understand where you're going and why. So whether it's lean or digital or innovation or growth, you name it, if you want to achieve any strategic targets, it better become part of your corporate fabric. And for me, that's real transformation. That's real change. I do see some common threads among the success stories. There are always dedicated resources. So first, that means people. Right? Somebody actually has to own the change and drive it and, and wear it on their sleeve every day and, and really communicate it within the business. There has to be deliberate investment. You, know, you can't make a big change without investing in the things that come with that change. And finally, and this one is probably the most critical, there's a commitment of senior leadership to communicate and ultimately model the behavior associated with the change. So the leadership team can't simply say, oh, we want to do this, go out and do it. They actually have to participate and, and kind of show the way. And so those are all the things that we kind of try to drive at TMR as well. When you talk about lean, what have you learned along the way? So lean's another big word with a lot of different meanings to different people. Uh, there's so many different interpretations of the word and the concepts behind it. And of course, the never ending debates and, and pontification about how to do it and how not to do it. Uh, what, what have I learned? Well, probably the most important is in lean, you're going to make mistakes. And that's actually a good thing. It's how we learn. A mentor of mine once told me the most important tool in lean is the eraser. And we do a lot of work, pencil and paper. Um, adjacent to our desire to use technology to our benefit. Another thing I've picked up over the years is the more you learn about lean, the less you feel you know. It almost feels like you're getting worse, both in your own understanding and in the performance of your business. But the reason for that is you're learning more and you're seeing more. Uh, the more you see, the more you can react to. And uh, of course, that drives results. I couldn't talk about lean without talking about Toyota and lean's heritage uh, in the Toyota Motor Corporation. And what I would say is, you know, the, the historical Toyota stuff, and there's a, a lot of stuff that would go under, under that heading, is really important, but it's not everything. An organization really must customize their lean movement uh, to match their culture or the culture that they're trying to achieve. However, there's some tenants and some principles associated with Toyota that, that are absolutely mandatory. For example, the idea that uh, we're going to make a process safe, we're going to make it defect-free, on-demand, one-by-one, rapid response, and lowest cost. Without that sort of baked into your lean philosophy, uh, it's unlikely that you'll be successful. So trying to sort out like, what's really important versus what is maybe specific to one business that's not important to another versus maybe some of the concepts that are more superficial, uh, that's sort of a never-ending game. And it's really important to figure out what kind, of, what kind of lean works for you. I also like to say that lean has a zoom lens. So depending on the capability of an individual team and the needs of an individual business, uh, we have to choose a granularity uh, in which to operate. And so with a more advanced team, of course, we're going to use more advanced tools. Um, we're not going to try to force a certain tool into a business that doesn't make sense. So, for example, a, a job shop is going to embrace lean differently uh, than a production facility that's um, making high-volume cereal production. And, of course, all of these tools apply in, 
in office and transactional processes too, but they have to be adapted. So you have to sort of be creative about the way you deploy. Um, there's no one answer, that's for sure. And uh, that's also what makes it fun. And one of the reasons that I decided to go on my own was to experiment uh, with lean in different companies, see what works and what doesn't, learn from it and go again. That's kind of the journey in my view. Communication has always been a hot button for me and something that I'm passionate about. What role does it play in the organizations that you work with? You know, Debbie, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that uh, because communication is everything and it's often missed. Um, great executives communicate well, very personally, even to a large group of people. Um, and those are difficult skills to hone, right? And many companies forget or maybe seem to dismiss how difficult uh, good communication is and how much time it takes. Um, and many execs and companies simply just don't make the time. Great memos and great letters and great emails, uh, they take time to write and they take practice to master. And, and that's something that only happens over time. So again, it's one of these things, well, we want to we communicate better. Okay, well, how are you going to do it? And will you invest uh, the time that it's required to become really good at it? You know, not only is it hard and time consuming, uh, but people like you, Debbie, and your team, you're well-trained and experienced and you do it really well. And so naturally companies have to invest and get that kind of help so that they can uh, overcome this communication barrier. And I think maybe the, a final thought on that is, no matter how much you communicate in business or anywhere else in life, it's never really enough. You can always do a little bit more. And I think it's important to keep that front of mind. I couldn't agree with you more. As you have moved along in your own experience with transformation, what types of tools and techniques do you have that you can share with our audience? Well, you know, for a broad audience, I think I'll keep it kind of high level. Of course, there's lots of detailed technical tools that, that I and TMR can help with, and that depends a little bit on the situation. But some of the broad things that apply to everybody, uh, number one, take the time to really understand your key learnings or lessons learned. Successful teams who are good at change and good at change management and good at changing fast in terms of culture um, and operational tactics uh, they really become learning organizations and, and a really important thing. And it sounds so, so simple when you say it out loud on a podcast, but just having your team regularly uh, record and document what they've learned, really think about what they've learned day to day, week to week, project to project. It goes a long way. Uh, also with regard to transformation, there's an old adage that says you have to go slow to go fast. Uh, executives and managers certainly hate that because our role in leadership is to get results and get them as fast as we possibly can. Uh, but we want change and transformation that's real and it's just going to take time. And so some of that's just patience and tenacity. Some of that's the ability to balance the day-to-day -day versus the long-term change that you're trying to drive in the business. Uh, but it's okay to go slow and it's actually important to do so deliberately. Thinking a little bit in the same vein as communication, um, absolute clarity is important. A team needs to know what the strategy is, what it means, why we're doing it, and also uh, what's expected. Right? What's my part in this bigger um, hierarchy that is our business? What's my part in this strategy that now I've heard 
and I'm starting to understand. So, so that's both definition and then communication within the organization. It's important to focus on people. People are the greatest asset that any organization has. Again, easy to say, but hard to maybe address in, in practice. If you want success in business, you're only going to do it with the people that you have, and therefore you better have the right ones. You better work really hard to make sure that they're uh, motivated, they're inspired by the work, they buy into the vision and strategy, and, and that, that, that people focus never changes. It's just like communication. You have to constantly stay on it, and no matter how hard you work at it, uh, it's probably never enough. Last and perhaps the most important thing is creating just a, an absolute hunger and tenacity within yourself and within your team to go see. Never draw or make conclusions in isolation. You can't solve problems in a conference room. You have to go where the action's happening, whether that's the, whether that's the payroll department or a manufacturing cell, a trucking terminal, you name it. Any, any function in any industry applies, but you have to see what's really happening and you have to understand from the point of view of the folks who work in that area uh, what's really happening. And only then can you make good decisions about what to do next, which problems to solve, because we don't have enough hands and brains to solve them all. And really, just hands-on, eyes-on. That's the right leadership perspective for transformation. You've been at the wheel now with TMR Consulting for about a month, and then all of a sudden, these unprecedented changes occurred all around us and are looming overhead. How's your business going? You know, things are surprisingly going pretty well. I've had, I've had my moments wondering if I had made a horrible decision at the worst possible time, but I've got a, a number of great clients who are keeping me going. And really over the last month, the, the conversation has changed from how do we react to just this horrible, horrible, horrible economic uh, impact uh, that COVID is having. And we're shifting the conversation now, how do I restart? And how do I get my business going again? And how do I do it in a very new way? And so, um, so we've been quite busy, which is a blessing. You know, Debbie, I was a road warrior, both in this role with TMR and in my former role uh, at McLean Fogg. Most of the work that I do in, in lean and in enterprise strategies, hands-on, boots on the ground, working with people, and that's just not possible right now. And so I'm thoroughly enjoying being home with my family um, more than I ever have before. I'm learning, and, and I think this is also a blessing, but I'm learning how to, how to work remotely how to do some of this work over a video conference instead of uh, doing it hands-on. And I, you know, I think those changes over time are going to be profound. And I think I'm really lucky to be forced to kind of change my playbook right out of the gate and learn different ways to work with different teams. Um, I'm also learning how to uh, do e-learning with small children, which was uh, not in this year's plan. And it's uh, come with its set of challenges, just like everybody else out there who's listening, I'm sure. Uh, but feeling very lucky to have a great family and spend some time together and also really take time to work on the business and build the brand and you know, things that I wouldn't make time for uh, if I were out on the road doing this in the traditional way. Um, I'm a bit of a technology dinosaur, so I've also um, sharpened my, uh, my IT skills a little bit, which I think is really beneficial long-term for the business. A lot of companies today having gone through 
COVID, which is very frightening, are wondering how they can get their businesses up and running again and be smooth and productive and increase performance, keep their employees safe and achieve the results that they had set out to at the beginning of the year. Ryan, if somebody wants to get a hold of you and talk to you about what you can do for them in enterprise transformation, what's the best way to contact you? Well, you know, Debbie, I'm really glad you mentioned sort of the, the real challenges about getting back to work and, and some of the things that we're going to have to do, whether we're talking about physically distancing employees or adding health and safety measures. You know, all of these are, are sort of contrary to the productivity and efficiency that we're trying to, to achieve in our businesses. And so a lot of people are calling and saying, hey, you know, it seems like I'm going to have to do all these things and that's going to hurt the flow in my office or hurt the flow in my factory or change my space requirements. It's an opportunity to redesign your business and we would love to, to assist with that, whether it's industrial engineering, operational protocols, uh, health and safety, uh, you name it. We've been involved in all those things and, you know, they're kind of new services that you know, we're bringing to the market at this time because that's what the market is asking for, but they really do fit with everything else that we've done with transformation. So perhaps a long answer to your question. Um, the company is new, don't even have a website yet. Um, we also have a strategic partner with a company called Aritex. And so if you wanted to reach me by email, it's rripley at aritexit.com. And then, of course, you can find TMR Consulting on LinkedIn. And my phone number is 847-456-1232. And especially as we start moving back into the business and away from the home office, everyone who knows me knows the only way to catch me is on that cell phone, and you should feel free to call or text at any time. I'd love to talk to you. Great. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining us today and I wish you a lot of luck. Thank you so much, Debbie. Appreciate all you do. And, and again, thanks for the opportunity. This has been great. Thank you for listening to Thought Leaders Talk Business. If you have comments or questions, please email debbief at creativetechresources.com.